0: so uh, this is a fun little uh little segue maybe into what the research that you've done Mm -hmm. but can you guess the name can you guess the name of the distributor the first distributor for samuel adams like this actual name the the name of the company the name of the company oh my gosh it's
1: got to have to do something with with boston right i would Mm -hmm. guess i
0: don't know might be closer
1: to home than you think really no i have no idea Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare-traveling craft beer drinking podcast. Each week we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones.
0: Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. And episode number 50 is special for us. So can you believe it? We even made it to 50 episodes. 50
1: is amazing. I We're halfway to syndication. We only need 50 more and we're 100.
0: Perfect. We'll be able to retire and live off this money. Absolutely. We make a lot of money doing this right (laughs) Uh, yes, something like that. Episode number 50 special, and I saved this one specifically for this episode, Samuel Adams Boston Lager. And I know there's, I mean, we, we talk about a lot of craft beer on here. We've done some mainstream beers too. Um, yes. Do, okay. So let me ask you before we get too far into this, Mm -hmm. do you still consider Sam Adams a craft beer?
1: Well, it's kind of a trick question, I think. But I would say, as long as they're still owned by the same people, if they're not an InBev purchased yep. uh, place, then yeah, they're craft to me.
0: Jim Cook owns one hundred percent. Then yeah, for sure. So, and I mean, as much as they're publicly traded, um, Jim Cook still calls the shots. So the original guy that started it all in his you know in his kitchen in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, then for sure. Yes. Okay. So here's why it's special to me. So Sam Adams, it kind of kicked off my beer journey. And it was it was in conjunction with my brother's 40th birthday. The Cubs were playing the Red Sox. So interleague play, we were playing the East. And uh, so we went out to Boston and went to Fenway Park. And I needed a book to read on the airplane, because that's what I like to do on an airplane. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, we're going to go. I had just kind of started down the craft road just a little bit. Yeah. And pinky toe was in the pool. Just tried it out. And I saw... And I found, I found Jim Cook's book, and I thought, okay. And uh, a couple of brewers that I know had recommended it to me as well. And so I picked it up, and I read it on the airplane and in the hotel room. Enough that my wife said, you need to put that book down. <laughs> so i since read it again. Um, if there was one guy I could meet, like in business right now, if there's one guy I could meet and kind of just share stories and drink a beer with, mm-hmm. it'd be Jim Cook. That's cool. I... I have a weird, weird man crush on him <laughs> and his, how he started and the, just, it. it's just, it was a great journey. Yeah.
1: And. Well, to, I can tell that book's a little old because first of all, it's a book, mm-hmm. which, you know, normally that's. Right. You didn't read on your tablet or your phone. So that's, <laughs> right. Right, you know, right there. Yep. Uh, it looks like it's been paged oh. through pretty good. Just a couple of times. Yeah. I've got yeah. some, the top's kind of. A little weathered. foxed up there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. That'd be a good idea for, uh. A show for, for him, oh. or, pe- or people like that, like brewery owners, like mm-hmm. a beer with the owner, you know, and then like they bring in a couple of guests and talk about whatever. That'd be sure, kinda, wouldn't you go there? I would. If you got the heartbeat. invitation, they'd be like, "Hey, come out next Friday and shoot an episode of this." I, I would leave right now, yeah, and then I fun. would sleep outside waiting for that day. <laughs> you're like you don't have to camp here. You you're
0: already confirmed. <laughs> Doesn't matter. No, it's okay. I'm fine. I'm, yeah. I'll be okay here. Mm. Don't worry about it. So, just brief history on. On the brewery and, and Jim Cook, founded in 1984. Um, Jim Cook was working for, I, I believe it was, and I have to go back and look in the book. He was an investment firm, okay. Get, type so of not guy. in a beer rack and no, anything. No, no, but liked to brew and liked 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 beer. Mm-hmm. But he knew there was a there was kind of a something missing. And that was about that time that, you know, Miller Lite came out. Yeah. And, you know, the early, there was little shifts in the beer market already. Yeah. But everything was pretty much just Budweiser and, and Coors. And,
1: I think people take that for granted, like, what yeah. it was
0: like when there wasn't Bud Light mm-hmm. or Miller Lite. When Miller
1: Lite showed up and it, like, just blew open the whole game. Yeah. And that was only 30-something years ago. Not it's crazy long ago
0: at all. No. So he, uh, he told his dad what he wanted to do. And his dad said, you're insane. You're making <laughs> good money. That's good dad's doing. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Jim was like, no, I want to do this. And he's like, okay, come upstairs. And they went to their attic and they found, he gave, his dad gave him his great grandpa's recipe. I'm looking here um, oh. for you know, his, great, his, his grandpa's recipe for beer, for a German style lager. So that's what this is? And so that's what Boston Lager is.
1: So that's a, because the guy, how old is this guy, Jim? Is he in the 60s probably now? Oh, I'd say probably, yeah. Yeah, so he's probably a, in his 60s. Probably a 100-year-old recipe, I'm guessing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it, it his his grandpa brewed it, and uh, so that's that's kind of where Boston Lager came from. In those first couple of months uh, of brewing, I mean, there was, like you could about imagine, like he had bottles popping open and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. Hell like yeah. Any kind of stuff. His wife kicked him out of the kitchen because it was all sticky, and, yeah. you know, there was just, he took it over with all of his beer stuff. And so... Started brewing down in his basement and garage and he placed out so he could do it. And first couple months, uh, he would take a briefcase of beer because you could do this back in the back 80s. In the 80s, yeah. He had a briefcase full of beer, cold beer, and he would take it to different bars and be, hey, try this or whatever. And most of them said, get out of here. Yeah. What are you doing? Hmm. No. I mean, that just, it just, it didn't happen. It just, that wasn't, that wasn't the way. But there was one bar that, uh, that, Said, okay, well, I'll try this, and the bartender, the owner, instantly knew, like, hey, he might be onto something here. There's a place called Doyle's. Doyle's. Hmm. And Doyle's is not too far from the brewery there in Jamaican is Jamaican Plains in Boston. Okay. So, like, and that's that place has become kind of their experimental tap room. If you want to go tour Sam Adams, the Boston Beer Company, that's where you go in in, okay. in that part of Boston. And Doyle's, there's a shuttle, there's a free shuttle that runs between Doyle's and Sam Adams all day long, all the time. Wow. And it is, it's like a party bus, and it is awesome. <laughs> huh. it, it is sound, and awesome. So the tours were free,
1: too, I saw. Yep, yep. Most places, you
0: got to pay for that. So you go through the tour, and they walk you through the, it, more so than any other brewery I've ever been to. is Most of the tours are like, hey, just look at the stuff, and here's the mm-hmm. stuff, and this is what happens, and now here's a free beer, see you later. Yeah they walk you through the whole process. Like they have these big barrels full of hops and you rub them together in your hand and then you smell them, oh, Yeah, you know. Bring and, those oils out. Yeah. yeah, it's 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 it was a lot of fun. And then in the end, they take you into this big kind of beer hall with the, everybody else from the tour and they sit down and they say, okay, here's beer number one. This is Boston Lager. And everybody tries that. And then they hand out beer number two. This is... I don't know, Rebel IPA, Experimental something. Oh, yeah. I've seen that room on TV. It's awesome. I saw
1: Conan did a remote there once. Yes. Did you see that? Uh-huh. And he tried to drink all the beers? Yep. He's like, I've been drinking every <laughs> he, one of these. He mixed them all together yep. like a suicide. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and they, Yeah, because I remember everybody in the room had beard except for for
0: Jim. Mm-hmm. He didn't have one, but everybody else had huge, long beards. Remember the commercial back? It was probably not too awful long ago. Pro- I don't know, maybe five-ish years ago. The guy, the brewer talking about it. So he's standing in front of the copper kettles, and he's yep. got the big beard. Oh, yeah. That dude is one of the brewers. Like yeah. everybody you see on those commercials work there.
1: Yeah, he's got that like I work at Red Lobster sound. You know, yes. like he had that accent. <laughs> yes. Like how how crazy was it? Like most yeah. people are because that was a big uh, sponsor, like on baseball games and stuff. You'd see the mm-hmm. commercials. I bet most people could have picked that dude out. You totally. know what I mean? Yep. Just that big old beard and stuff. Yes. And that's like a look now every brewer has. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to either have one or you have to put one on in the back room before you go mm. brew. You have to have them hanging true. on a hook, I think. Yep.
0: But I think that's absolutely true. That's his influence, I guess. But yeah, he did it before anybody else, maybe. Well, like, who knows? But So Boston Lager, six weeks in to being into distribution, was named the best beer in America at the <laughs> Great American Beer Festival. Wow. So, And it's since won four different times. I um, wonder yeah. when the Great American Beer Festival started.
1: I don't know. That's a good that, question. Yeah, I might have to do some more mm. research on there. I mm. might have to. I Because this... I'm wondering, like, how many beer? you know, was this, they won and there were seven entries? Or was there 700 entries? Or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I don't know. We'll have to. I'll do, I'll dig into that. That's be interesting something I'd see. like to know.
0: Yeah, back in the in the 80s. How yeah. big was that? And was it all brewers at that Man, point? Man, that and... sounds like a documentary
1: I need to make. Mm-hmm. The History of the Great American Beer Fest. I think you should. Hmm, okay.
0: Let's uh, let's see if we can get some. Let's up, do it. Let's get some funding for that. First, we see. need to
1: get tickets and go do some field research and <laughs> get should. some footage. Right, mm-hmm. Dolan.
0: Yep. I think we should do that. Yeah. Look at Dolan's shaking his head. Yes. Yeah. He's already planning yeah. the shots he needs. So uh, this is a fun little uh, little segue, maybe into what you, the research that you've done. Mm-hmm. But can you guess the name? Can you guess the name of the distributor, the first distributor for Samuel Adams? <laughs> Like this actual name? The The name of name. the company? The name oh of the company. Oh, my gosh. It's got to have to do something with, with Boston, right? I would mm, guess. I don't know. Might be I closer to home than you think. Really? No, I have no idea. Atlas. Really? Atlas was the first distributor. Not us, obviously. I wish. The, the distributor's name was Atlas. That's cool. That was fun. That was about, that's about 78 pages in. So when you read that, were you here already at that time? Yes. Did that make yeah. your jaw
1: drop open? Yeah. Yeah. I figured mm-hmm. you probably. Like,
0: wow. So that was, it was about three ish years into our journey here at Atlas. And, you know, we were just, so Steve had been here for about a year and a half and we had really just kind of started taking off. Mm-hmm. And like we thought, okay, now we're, we've gone from just surviving to, th- to thriving. Yeah. Right. To really, and hiring recruiters and really just rolling. And I, I got to that like page 78 as I'm reading it and I thought, this is meant to be. Yeah. Like, this is totally meant to be. That's cool. Wow. Oh. So,
1: give me, what did you do here? Well, here's, I did a couple things. One of them, I just did very base beer stuff, because I think we've had a style similar to this. This is a Vienna lager. Mm-hmm. Um, it has Munich Pilsner, Vienna malt. Um, so, yeah, Munich pilsner malt and vienna malt so there's three to four different kinds of malts in this style of beer they're named after vienna where they were created so mm-hmm. this is one of those you know multiple hundred year old styles of beer yep um should be a little caramely and sweet mm-hmm. um kind of they say it's supposed to be crisp whatever that means mm. with a beer i don't know I don't, I don't know how you how is a liquid crisp but i guess like in a cider it's you kind of get that yeah that sort of thing so it's dry ish yeah, I sharp suppose. dry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, hmm. and roasty toasty So mm, It's dark. It should be like a light amberish color. Mm-hmm. Um another beer that's very similar to this. We talked about it, but we didn't try it. Um Dos Equis makes an amber that's very comparable to mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. So Equis it's the same amber. style. Mm-hmm. So because some of the same people from the same areas went moved to Mexico and took that recipe with them. So Interesting. that's another one that you might see around that
0: is comparable to this huh that's Sam Adams as much as Dos Equis is my go-to when it comes to a Mexican restaurant mm-hmm. Sam Adams is, is my safe beer when we go someplace or my go-to when yeah. I, I don't want to drink anything else right it's this
1: is like an Applebee's beer or an airport beer yep. or the baseball game like everywhere mm-hmm. you go mm-hmm.
0: bowling alley
1: this is gonna be around yep. for sure yes um so have you you've been to this place obviously mm-hmm. you've been on the tour yep. I've never been to the tour hmm. um but I have had a couple of their beers before in Boston. Um, I was at a at a bar, and they had a beer that you could only have at this place that Sam Adams brewed just for them. Oh. So it was something like Red Brick something or other. Oh. And this bar, I wrote the name down.
0: Hmm.
1: It wasn't Doyle's? No, it was called Bull and Finch. I've been to that bar, too. And you know what that yeah, is, I right? I do. Yes, I So that. that's where we're going, Rich. Yeah. Bull and Finch. Yeah, that's known now as Cheers. That's the Cheers bar. That is in correct, Boston. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did today. I did a little Cheers research, mm. because for fifty, you know, fifty episodes, yep. uh, what I've been trying to do is have you know conversations over beers with beers about mm-hmm. beers and just other trivial stuff too, right? Yep. That's the perfect culmination of Cheers. That's true. It's guys coming there mm-hmm. every day after work, the same people sitting in the same place. Yep. Telling stories. Enjoying beer, and that's kind of what we're doing. So, Norm, I thought, and boy, I can't can't beat
0: that. Cliff and Sam and Woody and Diane and there you go. Let's yes. go through them. I okay. got the roster right here. Okay.
1: Uh, the show started in September 30th, 1982, and it ended on May 20th, 1993. Wow, eleven years. Eleven years. Two hundred and seventy-five episodes. Okay. So just a few more than us. Yep. Um, Thirty minutes a piece. Mm-hmm. Almost was canceled the first season. It was rated the 74th out of the 77 shows that were on primetime. (laughs) And then I think they moved a time slot and something else happened. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been nominated, or it was nominated 117 times for primetime Emmys, and they won 28 of those. Nice. Mostly for production and actors. Hmm. Um, Let's see. Let's go through some of those characters. You named a bunch. Mm -hmm. Um, Dolan, do you know about Cheers?
0: I think I've seen it once. Oh, my Mm. God. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well did, i think he, it's on netflix i, he,
0: I believe he, we were talking about the a-team earlier mm-hmm. he had no idea he probably thought a-team it was, was that
1: movie mm-hmm. from 2000s with bradley cooper in it god, I hope that's the one i remember yeah god uh, all right well sorry this uh, is this is gonna be for you and me and then there we go he can maybe watch it on on youtube or netflix sure but, sure um so and he might know about this one hmm. uh all right so First is Sam Sam Malone. Mm-hmm. What was his nickname on the show? Do you remember? Sam Malone was because oh. he was an ex baseball player. He played. He was a relief pitcher. He was for Boston in the show, and his nickname was Mayday Malone because oh. I needed to get saved. I Put do in remember. Malone. I do remember that. Uh, you know, as funny shows go, it was like uh, you know, dealt with him. Um, with the interactions with the people in the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also, he was an alcoholic and a sex addict on the show. So that's hilarious, yes. right? Yeah. Um, then Diane Chambers. Oh, Diane. Remember her? Yes. So the show was kind of a study. One of the things they did was it was a study of class in America. Mm-hmm. So there was quite a few characters, uh, at least main ones. So like Diane and Fraser yes, were supposed to be like the upper crust um, Harvard types in mm-hmm. the Boston area. Mm-hmm. And then you've got like norm and cliff who paint houses and deliver mail sure. right yep so it's like all those people coming together in this area yep uh so diane she was uh, a love interest for frazier for a while for like right. the first few seasons yeah they were gonna get married spoilers she left him at the altar took off and then that's when he met lilith remember mm. lilith yes she won a, uh she won an emmy for that portrayal I think in 1990 for that she interview. was fantastic and she role. was great and then she followed him over to the Fraser show once in a while yep uh yeah so Fraser, Frasier Crane Leslie Grammer is that his name I yes I think that's it right Kelsey so, Grammer yeah there you go Kelsey so yes. he spun that off into the Fraser show mm-hmm. and he he's played that character for like 20 something years I forever so. um that was not the first spinoff of Cheers what in 1987, I found this interesting. I don't remember this at all. i put my note because I got it right here. There was a show called The Tortellis. Oh, with... Uh, was ah. like Carla's family was like their show. Yes. It was like her husband and their kid. And like <laughs> it was a, 87. It made it uh, 13 episodes. And then it was canceled because of the uh, egregious American slash Italian stereotypes. It was just so bad. Even in the 80s, they were like, we can't have this on TV. It's too much. It's probably been just erased from YouTube. I would love to find it. How bad could it... I don't know. Honestly. Probably pretty awesome. For the 80s? Yeah, probably pretty bad. Right. Uh So the guy that played her husband was an actor named Jay Thomas for a while, and he was an ex-hockey player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found out that he was on... He had a radio show in LA. He was a famous guy. Um and he had his own radio show, talk mm-hmm. radio in the morning, and they were talking about the show. And he was saying, oh, it's, you know, it's great, except I have to kiss Rhea Perlman. <laughs> well, guess who was listening that day? Rhea De- Perlman was oh, listening. Oh, I think Dave DeVito. And I thought, her no? and her sister, her sister, um, Rhea Perlman's sister was a producer on the show and wrote a bunch of the episodes, like 30 or 40 episodes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, that hockey player ended up dying in a Zamboni accident. and He never came back to the show. <laughs> uh, so don't talk. I mean, that's like you know a bad tweet or Instagram post back then. Oh man! So he got kicked off the show. So that was interesting. Uh, Woody, that's where most people Woody. our age, yeah, know Woody Harrelson. You mm-hmm. know about Woody Harrelson? Yeah. Tell me, uh, tell I've me what you name. know about Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Um, that his name is Woody Har- Harrelson. Oh my Harrison. god! Yeah harrelson you <laughs> have come. you all right let's that's how let's, much i know <laughs> let's rapid fire woody harrelson stuff mm-hmm. that he might know white men can't jump
0: mm. oh yeah mm-hmm. uh the the hunger games hunger games really okay yes. yeah all right uh what's the other thing he star, just, wars. Th- star wars star mm-hmm. wars he he was fantastic he was good in that Solo. movie i'm telling you what that was a good one he was great. i haven't seen a lot of star wars
1: what was the other thing he did? Uh, Zombie Land, Get Out, Dolan. I like Zombie Land. Wait, what? <laughs> any of the Get, Star Wars? Ones? No, I've I've seen the old ones, but I haven't seen any of the new ones. By so. old ones, do you mean Phantom Menace? <laughs> yes, sure. Oh my gosh! Oh man! All right, Woody Harrelson. He's cool. Ooh. Look him up. His he dad. Liked- his dad is a contract
0: killer. Murder or his, something his, like that. Yes, I'm, su- I'm surprised you didn't do a little research on that. Well, I didn't want to go too dark on fifty. So, um, talk about that for a second. His dad was arrested. Yeah, he was one of the bums that they took off of the train cars after JFK was shot over the grassy knoll. Really? They rounded up a bunch of bums. Yeah. and hobos, whatever, yeah. riding the train cars. Right. Right. But his dad was like. Wearing nice clothes. Mm. But he was just hanging out there with the with the yeah. train car hobos. You think he's involved in this? Well, I don't know. Whoa. That was Woody's
1: dad. That blows my mind. There you go. Uh, who else did I have in here? Oh, Rebecca. Rebecca Howe. Uh-huh.
0: That who was... replaced Diane. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was
1: Kirstie Alley. Mm-hmm. She was the only one of the main people on the show that never went and guested on Frasier. She was the only one that didn't do it. Really? Yeah. And then she had um, a, just a classic that is now being remade look who's talking they're remaking those now There's with a the reboot with the babies yeah with John Travolta yeah who's the voice of the baby I don't remember was it Bruce Willis I think uh, it was maybe I think it was mm. uh, and then they had the coach mm. unfortunately he passed away it was sad when coach passed away uh, and the reason Woody Harrelson's character became on the show uh, was to replace that person after mm. he passed away mm-hmm. and they were pen pals on the show uh, but Woody and Coach both weren't very smart. So what that meant to them <laughs> was they exchanged pens, Dolan. <laughs> pens, not letters. Pens. They were pen pals. Pen pals. Yeah. So that's how that worked. And he came to Boston to meet him. And they said, oh, by the way, he passed away. You want to work here? And he's like, okay. All right. So we worked there. And then at the end of the show, the last season, yeah. he ran for political office and won. Woody Harrelson's character, Woody. What? Yeah, so he was like a state senator or something on the show. Awesome. Uh, and then we had Cliff and Norm. We talked about mm-hmm. them. Yep. Um, Norm is George Went, mm-hmm. right? And Cliff is John Ratzenberger? Correct. Star Wars alum. Another Star Wars alum. Check it out, Dolan. Mm-hmm. Star Wars. Um, yep. He tried out for Norm's character. Cliff did. Yeah. Okay. Because there was no Cliff character. Oh. And they were like, okay, that was cool, but George went has got it. And as he was walking out, he said, "These guys that were doing the casting were from LA and stuff, and he was from New England." Yeah. And he said, "Hey, do you guys have the uh, bar know it all? You have that character?" And they're like, "What?" And he was like, "No, serious. Mm-hmm. Every bar has one of these on the East Coast. Everybody knows that guy. I don't know if that's real, mm. but he talked him into like creating this character, and then he got that." Wow, so that's kind of cool. Interesting. Right? Here's
0: um, I'll, I'll dig into a little Star Wars knowledge yeah, here for you. You know what his character's name on Star Wars was? Dolan knows. You only saw him twice, What? ish. Um, he was one of the uh, he was he was one of the rebels on Hoth in kay. Empire Strikes Back. His name was Major Bren Derlin. Major Bren Derlin. Bren Derlin. It sounds like it could be a World War II name. Could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, does he
1: have an action figure? He does not. No. Sad day. No. He's in a movie that Dolan's seen. His okay. voice is all right. Huh? Toy Story Three.
0: Uh, Wait, which one was he? Uh, is, th- is that the one with the tortilla?
1: I don't know. He's the pig, man. That's all I know. Oh, wow. yeah. He is the pig. He's the yes. piggy bank in the mm. Toy Story series. How about yes. Toy Story 4? Seen that one? Nope. Okay. <laughs> well, he's in that, too. Um, Norm's real name on the show was Hillary Norm Peterson. I don't they believe dropped That, that is. They Hil- dropped the Hillary. Hillary? Yep. Hillary. That was a guy's name for a while. Okay. Um, in 2011, there was a Spanish language version of the show created... <laughs> In Spain, and it was set in an Irish pub, and then in 2012, there was an Irish language version of the show, no. and that came out. No. These are real things. Um, All right, what else did I have? Oh, what? yeah. We had the spinoff. Talked about Carlos' husband. Uh, Fraser. the character was an initially written for John Lithgow. He oh, was supposed to play it. I can see that. That would have been kind of cool. Yeah. I, I wish I would have had that, but mm. um, the theme song.
0: Popular mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody knows your name. You know that song Dolan? Gosh, man, I don't, know, right. I don't even know why we try why am I, I even you?
1: including him on this yeah Um, they tried three different times for that So the guys that wrote the song was a husband and wife duo. Okay, and they came from broadway or off-broadway sure and they had a Musical that was out and it wasn't very popular. So they decided they were hired to write the song. They said well, how about we just take one that we already used in this play and we'll just sneak it over here and get some money for it. And they were like, no, no, no. Mm. And they said, okay, well, how about if we just change the lyrics a little bit? And they tried it again and they said, no, no, two times, one more strike and you're out. Okay. So then they said, well, maybe we should watch it. So they watched <laughs> the pilot and they came up with the idea and they wrote the lyrics and that's how we got the song. No kidding. So it's like a, not necessarily a one hit wonder because they did like jingles and stuff too. Oh. And they done some like, broadway stuff but that mm-hmm. was like their only charted song and i remember as a kid in lincoln at night on the easy listening radio station that mm-hmm. song would come on you play, it's oh, like, yeah, oh yeah yeah so mm-hmm. good it's on one of my playlists i'm pretty sure oh. um here's some celebrities that made cameos or actors that were on the show mm-hmm. um let's see if you know some of these fred dyer do you know that name <laughs> Kind of. He was an ex football player. I think he played for the L. A. Rams back okay. in the day. He had a show in the '80s that I know you watched. It was called Hunter. Hunter, yes, that mm-hmm. was him. Oh, he was supposed to be Sam Malone. Oh, but they liked Ted Danson better. That would have been different. Yeah. So he actually was on the show. He was like had a reoccurring um, character for like five episodes. Okay. And he was like one of Sam's buddies or something, like baseball buddies or right. whatever. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, Tom Skerritt. Yes. You know him mm-hmm. from what was that show he was on? Hill Street Blues. Is that what it was? I don't know. There's another Picket Fences. That's the one I know him from. Oh, there Remember we go. The that sh- that's what I was looking for. Um, Lisa Kudrow was on the show. From Friends, yeah. Harry Anderson oh. from Night Court. Judge. Judge. Uh,
0: Harold T. Stone. There we go. There we go. Uh, but
1: his character on this show was Harry the Hat
0: because oh. he wore a hat. Oh, and he didn't he do magic tricks he and did. stuff? He did. That's right.
1: Yep. Yeah. There was a lady named Jean Kasem. She was one of Sam's love interests. Okay, Casey Kasem's wife also happened to be an actress. Wow. Who's the voice of Shaggy Hmm. on the Scooby-Doo cartoon? Casey, not Jean. Yeah. Jean, she's not a voice on that. Yes. Uh, Let's see who else. Okay. That was actors that were Mm -hmm. in there. Here's celebrities and and stuff. Alex Trebek. Trebek was on... You got to realize... This was like one of the top shows of its time and it's yeah. been rated as like one of the top 10 all-time shows. Yeah. It was one of those things that was so popular like it was kind of like a Saturday Night Live. Like if you were famous you had to get on the show. Oh, yeah. Arsenio Hall was on it. Mm-hmm. Dick Cavett, remember him? Yes. Johnny Carson was on the show? What the heck is Sorry, coming? I get excited. Don't Johnny Carson. We haven't
0: we haven't <laughs> given him any beer yet. So I that's, know. he's getting mad. he's getting angry. Is that yet. what it is? He's My shaking his cage. Here. Hey, I, I, actually knew a, so, you don't, I actually
1: knew a few of those names. Okay. A couple. Just a couple. Well, here's a few more. Um, John Kerry. John, Senator. Senator Kerry. Yeah. Him, Michael Dukakis, Robert Kennedy's wife, ex-wife, well, widow. Okay. She was on it. Um, this guy named George McFarland. You might know him as Spanky. Yeah. He was on the show. From our gang? Yeah. 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 He was on the show as an old guy. Um, Harry Connick Jr. was on an episode. Emma Thompson, Christopher Lloyd mm-hmm. from Taxi and mm-hmm. Back to the Future. Back to the Future, yeah. John Cleese, mm-hmm. Marsha Cross. She was a redheaded actress that was on some Fox show when I was in junior high. Okay. So mm-hmm. She was kind of famous. Tom Berenger, mm-hmm. The Righteous Brothers. I don't know how that happened. Oh. I would like to see that one because that makes no sense to me. Hmm. A band from 35 years before. Um, Kate Mulgrew does that name anything to you yes yes she was on there she was from some version of Star Wars or Star Trek generation um, or something like Star that, Trek maybe? yes yeah. definitely Star Trek uh, Carol Kane she's a comedic actress you'd know her if you saw her okay uh, Barbara Feldon, I like this one she was on Get Smart back in the 60s wow she was one of Sam's girlfriends on the show wow and then this other one was Valerie Mahaffey Another one of those that you'd know her if you saw her. She was on Northern mm-hmm. Exposure, Wings, a couple other shows. Mm-hmm. She usually played, like, um, crazy characters. Sweet. Like, like pretty, but crazy. That Interesting. Was her, that okay. was her character type. Um, let's see. The first season, everything was shot in the set of the bar. Okay. The whole, everything. Yep. In the front room or the back room where they shot pool or the office. Mm-hmm. Then it was only after that did they start leaving the bar. They went to, like, Diane's apartment for the first time, like, season three. Season 2, episode 3 or 4 Okay, um, They had their very first season Which was I think 82, I think I said 82, 83 They had an episode called Boys in the Bar And it was basically one of Sam's ex-teammates came And had put out an autobiography mm-hmm. And he came out as gay in the episode hmm. And some of the other people that were at the bar Were mad about this And they are like, don't let this become a gay bar And Sam was like, hey They want to come here? Cool, bring it We don't care, sure. we don't let anybody come to this bar and it won an award. Like 86? 82, 83. Really? Like the first season. Good for so that. So they won like a GLAAD award for like inclusivity and wow. um, representation and stuff like that. So kind of uh, open. It's, it's strange that they have that episode, but then five years later they have a show canceled for stereotypes. <laughs> so I don't know. Maybe different writers. Maybe. Um, Carla, Norm, and Sam were the only ones in every episode. Okay. And Cliff made it all but one. So oh, maybe he was sick one day or something maybe. and he didn't get that one. So maybe he was in 274. And let's see what else we have. Anything else that sounds interesting? Hmm. Oh, oh, people that would always complain on the TV, they would always say the laugh track was too loud. Oh. Um, but it was taped in front of a live studio audience. So it was actual people so laughing. to so the real jokes. So actual it was just so great. Real laughing. Yeah. The, the laughing was so loud that hmm. people complained and they it thought is, it was fake.
0: It was a funny show. And that's what I know. In my about head, Cheers. and you mentioned Wings and Northern Exposure. Mm-hmm. Like these are these are shows that I watched when I was a kid. Like yeah. in my head, even even now, like they all existed in the same universe. Right? They all They
1: did, yes, because a lot of these characters like bounced around um yep. different sitcoms and shows. Yeah. As their characters from Cheers. I think it was NBC, I think it's the I think people you're right. I the think show. you're right. So pretty much they own it. And then um it got sold out, I think. Maybe CBS ended up with some of the reruns. Hmm. Um, the Cheers bar itself has been, it's like a, like a chain now, I guess. Mm-hmm. They have them in airports and stuff around. Yep. Um, and CBS owns that, I oh, read. Interesting. Because they had like a deal with Paramount Pictures. Mm-hmm. I think that was the TV who put this stuff out. And then CBS bought that out. And then
0: they inherited the rights to this Cheers bar so you can go in Boston this is one of the things we did after the tour this was after the games we'd seen the games and stuff and then we kind of just did the kind of the, the kitschy tour that mm-hmm. you know that you would do with the open air bus which I would absolutely recommend to anybody like if you want to get the most it seems super touristy mm-hmm. and it is Yeah, but then again it's not and you get to see all these things that you yeah. wouldn't normally, that you could just find on your own. Mm-hmm. And so we went to, we went to Cheers. We went, I had a, I had a Boston lager there. I mean, it's a replica of, it yeah. looks like it, right? It's, it's yeah. there. The sign's outside. I got pictures outside the yep. sign with my brother. And yeah. It's one of those things you can, if you
1: should, if you can do it, you should do it mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Boston's one of those cool towns because it's like the history is so old, mm-hmm. right? Like uh. 150 years more than us almost yep. in Nebraska. But then it's also very clean, modern, and, you yes. know, brand new stuff, too. It's weird, it's weird. I was went there with my wife. She was for a conference. So I had the days to myself mm-hmm. with no car. So I just walked around everywhere. Yeah. And uh, I was walking. I would go get Dunkin' Donuts because we didn't have that in Nebraska yet. So mm. It was like, ooh, Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah. And I'd walk past the Dunkin' Donuts, and there was a cemetery that had Paul Revere's grave in it. Yeah. Like 250-year-old tombstones just next to the Dunkin' Donuts. You're like, this is insane. That's crazy. And I have some cool pictures from that, too.
0: I had I, a lot of fun in Boston. I ate a lot of uh, lobster rolls. Lobster. Lobster. Mm. That was, so that's my rule. When you go any place close to a beach, right? If, it, mm-hmm. if it's coastal, I only eat food that comes out of the ocean. Wow. That's my rule. Because I love it. I love seafood. I love fish and lobster. Yeah, you can't and... get that stuff really around here. You can. I mean, you can. Yeah, you it's just not might same. not want it. It's just not the same. Yeah. You
1: can get some craw crawfish.
0: You got to fly them in, man. Yeah. I guess. And then they get here and they taste like dirt and it's just. Well, that's tr- well.
1: You got to decomp yeah. You got to decomp them mm-hmm. a little bit. You got to leave them in, some co- in the clean, cold water for a
0: day. Get that yep that stuff out. So here's here's what really struck me going back to to Jim Cook. Here's what really struck me as, as interesting. One, he he he's got a couple different rules in that have stuck with the with the company and with the brewery. Um, and one of them is you got to have fun. Because if you're not having fun making beer, yeah. then what are you doing here?
1: Yeah, you don't want to take it too
0: serious. I would exactly, think. you'll taste it. They don't. They take beer very seriously. They don't take themselves very seriously. And I, I, that was one of those things kind of as I grew and learned here, like how to run a company and how to hire people and what to look for and then what to do every day when, you know, we, we don't measure the measurables. And so how do you, how do you kind of keep it fun and alive and fresh? And that's, and that made a big impact on me. Um, There's also, and this is, this is something that we have, I think we have here to a certain extent, we, it's not an actual rule that we have written on the wall or anyone they have a rule and it so affectionately they call it the FU rule. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So in the book it's it actually says the fuck right. rule. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah. Ding ding. It's okay. It's episode fifty. That's what right. are you gonna do? That's a different F so word. Anybody in the brewery can say F-U to anybody else, including Jim, if you can back it up, right? Oh, okay. If they're doing something that isn't right that isn't right right that isn't in line with what they who they are and what they do you can say that you got to be able to back it up though you can't just be a dick about it right right? you have to you got to be able to back it up
1: probably you know like the boy who cried wolf sort of uh Mm -hmm. scenario plays there i would bet
0: yeah Hmm, Um, that's cool the other thing i thought that really stuck with me too was how much they helped help currently help and helped other breweries along the way so as much as they were a competitor to big beer and yeah. whatever and to the other breweries that popped up around the area or whatever they helped them build their competitors so in 2008 was it 2008 yeah 2008 there was a worldwide hops shortage and yeah. Sam Adams had bought they had a stockpile of hops and so some of the smaller brewers there in Boston and in that, in that area couldn't produce beer so he sold their hops to them at cost
1: and yeah, you could have like
0: way marked it up. Yep, absolutely. Probably so I could have
1: closed some businesses doing that.
0: Yeah. He selected a hundred and eight different craft breweries and divided twenty pounds of hops. 20, 20 pounds. Twenty thousand pounds. Sorry. Dang.
1: That's a lot. Amongst of hops. them.
0: Yes. Um, in two thousand the same year, two thousand eight, uh, Jim created the Brewing the American Dream program. And so then as of as of just like three years ago, and I need to catch up on my research mm-hmm. here. As of three years ago, the company's helped more than four thousand entrepreneurs uh, as a lending partner, making 400 loans for 400 million dollars.
1: Dang! Is it all beer related? stuff? All
0: beer related. Wow. Yeah, that's cool. And I, I'm sure you've seen this too. They do the every year. They do the long shot homebrew competition.
1: Tim Thompson from Lincoln, the guy that is the boiler
0: huh? brewer, he won that one year. Yes, he did. That and was that's a really good beer. That's where that's where uh, that's mm-hmm. where boiler came from. Yep. Yeah. So they will they they have a competition for home brewers, and there's a there's a cash prize, and he turned that into a brewery. It's kind
1: of fun because they they usually do a it's like a three different winners, mm-hmm. and they have two
0: beers a
1: piece in the six packs, so you get to try three different
0: ones. I always look forward to that yeah. every year. I see it, and I'm not exactly sure what time of year. I just happen to see it in the store usually, and yeah, and pick it up. And there's mm. some there's some pretty amazing stuff that comes out of there.
1: Yeah, there's some really. Yeah, because you have to be a home brewer,
0: I think, too. Yes,
1: is what that is, right? So mm-hmm. you can't be like a professional brewer at that no. point in time. No, there was a show on, and it's not on anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, if you can find it, I think you would really like to watch the show. Okay, it's called um, Brew Dogs, mm. and that Brew Dog is a brewery, and they're out of Europe, like England, maybe or Ireland, Scotland, something like that. Okay, um, they're pretty famous over there. And they have a lot of different breweries in different countries Mm -hmm. um, tap rooms and stuff like that Uh, and they only have a few of their beers here they have a small footprint in the United States okay but in Europe they're like the craft brew people right well they're two owners they have their own breweries and uh, like separate they used to be home brewers and they had their own stuff okay and then they combined and became this brewery okay Uh, and they're both like just goofy dudes right so their TV show was they would come over to the United States and they would go to a brewery like like this one mm-hmm. and they would talk about, okay, what's your flagship beer? How do you make it? How'd you get into business? Hmm. And then throughout the episode, after they talk to them, they go to some other smaller ones. They have a listing of like top top ten beers in Cincinnati or top ten beers in Boston, local beers, right? Oh. And then they um converted people that had never tried crap beer. They'd just be out on the street and they'd be like, Hey, do you like crap beer? And they're like, No, I hate it. And they're like, Well, here, drink this. And then a lot of times they'd be like, mm, this is good. You know? I, would, I would love this show. The show is amazing. Well, one of the episodes was with this guy.
0: With Jim Cook.
1: Yeah, he was on. Awesome. And they were making a sour, some sort of sour. And this goes to how you were talking about how he likes to have fun, right? Mm-hmm. So the huge wooden tank of this beer, open air tank. Yeah. And he's like, well, you know, we need to sour the beer today. And uh, it's like, we could throw this chemical in it mm-hmm. or we could just get in the tank. <laughs> And they're like, what?
0: Like physically? Yeah, and they're in... like,
1: okay. So they all got down to their boxers and jumped in the tank, and they're just sitting there drinking Sam Adams beer, and he's spoiling this beer on purpose in this big tank. Get out. That was one. That was when I was like, oh, yeah, this guy. You, can you imagine somebody else doing that? Yeah. Big, no. No, I don't think so. And he was just like, oh, okay. And they got in the tank and spoiled this sour beer on purpose. Awesome. To like crank the, the time up. Yeah, so and that was an episode, just just a Boston episode. But they had like San, San Diego. They did The Stone Guy was on. Oh, nice. Um, they've had just about any big one that we've talked about, they've had an episode. I think it was on two or three years. So, like, I watched it on YouTube or something? You might that... be able to find it. I'll have to look. Okay. It used to be on, like, the Esquire channel or something like that mm. back in the day. It okay. was, like, a higher-up uh, cable channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's so great. Hmm. And the beers they make are crazy. They, they're the ones – I don't know if you ever heard this – they made the strongest beer in the world, and it came in a taxidermied squirrel. <laughs> Do you remember this? <laughs> no. You never heard about this story? What? So there's a, They made this beer. It was like ninety, per, like ninety percent. Oh God! And how's it, that even a beer? It, it technically it's a beer. Okay. And it comes. There were so I think they made five bottles of it, and it comes <laughs> in a dead squirrel's like taxidermied squirrel, and it's inside the squirrel. Oh no! So you have to like drink it out of the squirrel. <laughs> And that's the kind of stuff they like to do. Like, they're just funny. Right. One of the ones they did was an anchor um, steam. What's, it? What's the one in San Francisco? Anchor steam. Yeah. Because yeah. that's where I learned about how they brew the beer on the tops of the buildings and stuff. Yep. Like, they go and, they, and then that was their challenge was they would try to make a beer like theirs, right? So uh. like, okay, well, if this is how they make it, we're going to make one too. So they made a beer in San Francisco by capturing the fog that was their water source. Oh. So they have an engineer that comes with them over to the United States. Okay. And they're like, okay, here's what we want to do. We want to make a beer, and the only liquid in it has to come from the cloud. (laughs) Figure it out. (laughs) (laughs) Or we want to brew a beer, but we're going to be on a river, on a raft, like a Huck Finn. (laughs) We have to figure out how we can do this. And then the guy comes, takes him a couple of days to figure it out, their engineer. So it's like half beer, like half Mythbusters. Kind of, and it's also like a travel show. Okay. It's comedy because the guys are really funny. Uh, It was a great, I loved it. And then it was gone and it never came back. But Mm. um, if you can find that show, it was cool because it was a way to see other breweries that we didn't get in Nebraska quite yet Sure, and learn about their, because it was always the founder of the, you know, was the guy from Stone or the guy from this place Mm -hmm. or whatever. So if anybody can find that show, check it out. It was, Mm. it's
0: well worth a watch. You probably ruined my afternoon now because that's what I'm going to do. Can I, can I ask where the beer came out of the squirrel?
1: His mouth. Okay. It was mouth
0: was pride <laughs> open. Only you would ask where oh the God. beer came out of the squirrel. Maybe for another thousand. Because I
1: think it was like thousand or $5,000 $5, for mm-hmm. this beer. Maybe for another couple
0: hundred bucks, you could come out the other way if you wanted, if that's <laughs> up to you. I guess. So Sam Adams makes this beer. I'm, I, know, I know you've heard and seen it. The Utopias. Yep. Is, that the, is that the one? Yep. The super high proof. Oh, yeah. $200. Yep. Like looks like a brew kettle. It tastes like it, too. Never, ever. I've never seen it for sale. Well, You can go to Big Dogs. They always have one do there. Do they have it yep. there? Yep. I've seen it there. Still, 200 bucks, right? Something like that. 250 yeah. Something like that.
1: You know what you got to do? This is what I did. You get like four guys together. Okay. And you pool your money mm-hmm. and you drink it. I would do that. Because that's the only way. Otherwise, you're like, this is too much. But you know what? Some of these four packs we're buying are like $25. I know. Or a bottle of mead is $35. Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, I don't know. And it's true. It's not that. It's not like you're buying whiskey.
0: I'd go in if I could keep the bottle after it's over. I think you, yeah. I'd, why I'd, not? I'd pay a little extra just to, get to, that. to yeah, be the Yeah, have it kept. on your bar.
1: Yep. Because that stuff lasts forever. It's so strong. Like you yeah. can just, I know people that have bought it and they drink it once a year. They just pour some out oh. every year for like
0: a few years and see how that changes. Hmm. I would, I would totally do that someday. Someday, maybe I'll get my hands on one of those. Yeah. and who knows? Yeah, they're hardly around. There's like
1: one, one in Omaha. I've,
0: I've never, yeah. I've, I've heard the Hy-Vee's had it, um, probably locked up in the case. I think or last something. year they had, they got two, mm. and then they instantly sold out. So that's crazy. Yeah. So, so that's that's Sam Adams. I think this was the. It's it is it's strong. It's it's not a typical lager like if you are a lager drinker. Yeah. It is it is way stronger than a stronger in like flavor. in flavor, yeah, not necessarily. ABV in, it's only 5. Right. In uh It has
1: 30 IBUs it says, which is um, hardly any. That's what it says on the on the box. I could see that. I
0: guess I could see that. That's yeah.
1: I would say this thing would pair really good with just about any sort of food. You know any, what I mean? Anything. It, like, I, it would go good with a cheesy hamburger mm-hmm. and french fries or pizza Chick-
0: chicken wings pizza yeah. it's, tacos
1: it's it's uh, very open to that mm-hmm. i think it would mix pretty good
0: all right so as we as we always do here is the untapped uh how ranking. many people are have checked it in untapped because i looked at a number i didn't want to look at untapped
1: because i knew mm-hmm. you would yep so i looked at um beer advocate okay which is another similar site but it's yeah. way more nerdy mm-hmm. uh, and there was nine thousand five hundred ninety-four ratings of it on there that doesn't seem like very much Mm, but this is like like super beer nerd this is like crisp mouthfeel pillowy hop Uh, resin like that sort of you know like yep just okay you could have said that in one sentence I don't need five paragraphs that sort of Ah. sight. so that was I thought a lot because the next closest um, style of this Vienna Lager one was like uh, was from Great Lakes Brewing Company okay Um, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald is the beer Mm -hmm. and it had like 1,000 check-ins oh wow
0: so this one was way more way more so three hundred and eighty two thousand oh, check-ins. Dang. That's a ton. Three hundred and eighty-two thousand. Yes. One of my friends has already That's checked like, that in. Um, I bet it was me. It is you. What did I rate it as? You rated it a three. Huh. Yeah. Taste change. What's the uh what do you think the uh, the average is?
1: I'm gonna say the average is three point four two. You cheated and looked. I didn't, I swear is... I did I swear I didn't. <laughs> is it really three point four two. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Dude, I didn't look. Death. When did I check that in? How long uh, ago?
0: Let's see. What April 23rd, 2013? That was six years ago wow. So that would have been maybe the beginnings of your beer journey. No, I was
1: two Uh, or three years in already uh, by then. Okay. I just finally checked one in probably. Uh, I wonder where I was. Did
0: I I location um, that? Because that was probably on purpose. Let me me see here. It doesn't say view details. It does not say where you checked it in, unfortunately, no. And how many times? 300 and what? 382,000.
1: That's the same amount of beers Dolan had in Vegas last year. That
0: is true. That's 100%. And I have pictures to prove it. Wow. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's true. I, I, I as as these go, I know I haven't given out too many fives along the oh way. Oh boy. Yeah. But as as this beer goes, I Vienna style German style mm-hmm. lager, this this type of this style here, if it's not a 475, it's a 5. Right. I mean, it's just and it's wow. it's the whole body of work. It's everything. It's what it meant to me as yeah. it, it with Atlas and 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 our growth as a company and how many? You know, when re- re-reading the book again and reading some of the stuff and things he would have done differently and things that he did right and he just didn't even know they re- he was doing yeah. them right. And I took a lot from from that book and, and from him. And so it's it's definitely much like the ABV nice. uh, five. It is
1: a five capper. It's a five for me. Fifty episode
0: fifty nice. for episode fifty.
1: My only personal connection to this really was this is what I drank in Vegas last year when I. <laughs> bought those billy joel tickets drunk at the hotel at eight in the morning on my phone good job
0: drinking these on tap so again it's a safe one less
1: cool than your story but you Mm. know
0: here we are yeah so 50 episodes in brian i thank you so much for uh for being my my co-pilot here. this has
1: been so much fun more fun than I anticipated. It's been fun to see how it's changed and
0: evolved and mm-hmm. all the jokes we make at, at Dolan's expense and the Yes totally. we have. It's mm-hmm. been a lot of fun. It's only going to get better from here. We've got a lot of fun beers coming up here through the end of the year. Yeah. We're going to do a lot in the fall. We're going to hit some, some good October beers. And I
1: feel like if you've been with us this far, mm-hmm. we're, we're kind of over the introduction beers.
0: We're, I think we're ready to ramp it up. That's true. the The newbies need to catch up. Go mm-hmm. listen to the old ones. Catch up. And let's, uh, let's have some fun over the next 50-plus. Yeah, sounds good. Well, Brian, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing.